just like hey claps to you man and uh <laughs> also i you go around speaking you have a message and you you've been following these these this seven elements of healing that has helped you get to where you are today and i just think any story where someone can prevail through uh all these struggles and fights like this is um something that people should hear so and especially people my age who like have sometimes yet to really hit those boundaries you guys are invincible yeah for now you know it's what we think so <laughs> well, i think yeah, it's you think you're invincible right right so uh i guess first things first i just want to talk about i guess the reason i found you is uh that you had survived cancer six times so i want to hear just you know give me and everybody a good idea of like what when this happened the cancer yeah. and everything well, thank you, uh, Dano. Good name. Dan. Well, look, at, I was following the American dream, just as you are. Mm -hmm. And that meant you go to college, get a good education, so you could work and make lots of money, so you could buy stuff. But not only that, so you could look shiny and bright to the prospective wife that you might want to win over. Yeah, yeah. And then you can win, you get your winner over and then you, you get a house, you have kids save for your retirement. Cause that's important. And then you live to become a granddad. And then you set off to the sailing sign and die. If you want to sum it up in the Catholic religion, suffer, die and get buried. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I was living that dream and it wasn't until I was 29, I had already checked off a lot of the boxes and I was definitely looking at my retirement, you know, putting money away or setting off to vision a future in that hedonic pathway of, wow, I want two houses and four cars and a picket fence and two dogs and, you know, three kids and, you know, mm -hmm. whatever that vision was, was programmed into me. But at 29, I was really, really, really ill. And it prompted me to get a biopsy on a, on a lymph node right here in the collar. Uh, the lymph node right here. And, uh, for those of you who are listening, it's in the right in the collarbone. They call it the yeah. clavicular fossa. So I got a biopsy and then I had to go meet with a oncologist to find out why was I so sick? A kid that, you know, definitely partied hard. Yeah. But also definitely was athletic and loved to eat, etc. You know, so I'm in there. And Dr. Lawrence Cloud actually asked me a powerful question. So before actually saying anything, he asked me a question. Dan, how did such a young kid such as yourself get into the business of cancer? Interesting. So that was a beautiful question because I turned it inward. And I asked myself that question. And it showed me the ways that I was living an ignorant and arrogant life. Interesting. What does that mean? Ignorant of doing the things that I didn't think were harming me. I didn't know. I, I mean, just like you, you're 21. What do you, you, you think you know, but you only have 21 years of life. So you don't know some things. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know. I was ignorant. Okay, great. But I was really ignorant of my true authentic self. And we can get into that a little bit today about what that yeah. means. Yeah. And I was really arrogant because I knew I was doing things that were not in my optimal best interest or yeah. in the optimal best interest of others. In other words, it was my own selfishness that was the most important thing. Mm -hmm. you know? And it really was. 
if I could get what I wanted from the world, then that makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that all collapsed. That makes sense. Um, I have a question though, uh, before you keep going. So I, uh, I know you, you said like, it's like a self, like treating yourself in your selfish ways sometimes can be like a thing that we're ignorant to. Um, and I just want to know what your thoughts are. Cause I've, I've been running this idea around in my head. Like sometimes acting selfishly, cause I know you, I didn't give you a chance to specify what exactly that meant, but acting selfishly, um, acting in some of your own best interests can be what's best for the world around you. Yes. Like growing yourself to be the best version yeah. of you can be what's best for everybody. So yeah. um, like, I guess like in that scope, what, with that in mind, like what are the things selfishly that you felt you were doing that? So there's two, there's two Very selves. Good. Okay. Here we go. So there's two selves. There's the self that you want to be in the world to protect and preserve the goodness of man. Okay. The goodness of you to be noble, to be virtuous. Okay. In other words, to take the high road. Yep. There's that self. Then there's the self that is just interested in pleasure. The hedonic self. The hedonic. Good word, by the way. The hedonic self. The one that's just concerned about running away from anything that's discomforting or uh, painful and just going after pleasure. So satisfying that over and above the part of the noble part taking the high road knowing what's right and doing what's right feels lousy i'm just gonna i'm gonna do what's wrong and bad i'm gonna be the bad boy here yeah and that's the selfish part okay i see what you're saying so um i don't i'm not like... thinking yeah i'm only thinking in terms of uh i only want to be with this person because it fills my needs yeah okay and like also with that, like, I guess what, what would like be some acts you consider part of the like hedonic self? Drinking in order to get drunk. Okay. That's one. Yeah. Smoking pot in order to get high and change the reality. Because there's too much pain that the person is experiencing, so they have to change the reality. So that's one way to actually avoid becoming into your true self. Mm -hmm. It's one way to numb it out. Food is a big player, right? The food you eat. There's also an expression of um, uh, numbing out this this part of us. Mm -hmm. right? Comfort food is really a, a way of saying, I'm just going to drug myself because I'm in pain somewhere that I don't know. I'm ignorant of my own pain. And so I'm just going to go along for the ride and do what everyone else is doing because it's normalized, right? So remember, we have a, we have a society that's been built on disease, dysfunction, and delusion, and denial of that is part of the delusion. Do you think that there's like a, a, a presence of pain or could there be a lack of, I guess, sweetness, like in your, in the things you do? There's um, a combination. Sure. It could be both because it could be a lack that you don't really feel the sweetness of life. Like when I wake up and I hear a bird chirp, it, it literally chirps through me. Mm. I feel the chirp. Mm. I feel, and when I see a squirrel, pouncing for an acorn or they chasing each other. I feel like my body, it wants to do that. Like, I feel like I'm not connected. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the sweetness see, of life. Yeah. See, when I hear the birds chirp in the morning, I just shut my window. So I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should leave it open and, and let it chirp. A little Allow more. them to come in. That's the beauty of life. That right there is the sweetness, mm -hmm. the sound of a brook running. 
the ocean waves, the feel of a warm sunshine. That's the sweetness or the tenderness, the tenderness of human interaction. Like the connection between people, just that is enough. Hey, that's right. That drives me big time. That, that, that's what I think. Um, that, that I like to consider myself very happy. Like I, I love my life. I love where I am. And I think a big driver of that is connection with people. And I know people in my life that feel the same way. Just being with other people is what brings us energy. Yeah. The experience together, like life experiences together right. is a, is a sweetness of life. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're doing it for good, if we're doing like if we're coming together and we're thinking, how can we be the difference in, the, how can we make a difference in this world? Because it's not really, the trajectory of it is, how's it going? And there are certain things that aren't going that well. So we want to make a difference in the world. So when you come together and you do that and you be a, a force for di- change or transformation, that's even sweeter. Right, right. Okay, and that's why you're doing this podcast. Right, right? it is, I guess. And so I... when you get some feedback from people saying, that podcast was awesome. <laughs> It's like, it feels good, right? Feels real sweetness. Good. There's your sugar. That's a dopamine hit, mm-hmm. but it has no side effects. There's no damaging side effect. Yeah. Except for my ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, if you, if you, yeah, right. If you, you can't get your head through the door anymore, then that's a problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> luckily that hasn't been too much of an issue, but every once in a while, it's still a small podcast, but every once in a while you get, you get the compliment and it's just like that that'll let me run that adds another 50 episodes on to like what the total will be it's Every fuel for what you do it's it's incredible so yeah. um uh, so I there's guess, two selves just summarizing yep, there's two yep. selves the selves that who do you want to be in the world right and who are you being and and usually there's a gap so where you are right now and where you want to be is a gap okay and in that gap, we want to close that gap, okay? And so we have to control the cells. We have to have mastery over the self that's down here that's saying, no, I don't want to change. That's hard. That's uncomfortable. You know we have to enter some discomfort in order to grow, right? And close that gap. And so we also have to have the discipline to do the things necessary to achieve who we want to be in the world. You know, so there's self-discipline and self-control. I have to say yes to what I want, who I want to be and who I, how I want to show up. Now, if I want to show up as a, as a good human being, then I'm going to have to do things to show up as a good human being and show people what it means to be a good human being, right? But I also have to fight internally about that other part of me that's saying, ah, you're such a goody two-shoes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. You know, you're so good. Right. And yep. So that's that little war going on between those two selves, between saying yes to that and saying no to this. You could even just do it with like, like sugar. We know sugar is not a good food for the human body. So can I say yes to a steak or say yes to something that I know is wholesome for me? And therefore, I also have to say no to the things that don't offer me um, optimal health and well-being. Yeah. So we have that war going on between us in that area, too. So do you feel like this, uh, like a lot of this idea of, um, I guess the two selves and just the idea of like, you were doing this onto yourself. Did that click along with that question that the doctor asked you? Like, how did you get into the business of cancer or is that well, something that did. you had to kind it, of wrap around like over time? Like after, yeah, it was a wrap around. It was definitely, it was definitely an aha moment where as the real number one thing is I was responsible for getting, I was responsible for my lack of conscious choices for being in that office 
Mm. Now, there's also unknown factors that we have to give grace to. Yep. But I know that I was drinking myself under tables yeah. in college, yeah. snorting cocaine until I didn't know how to stop. Yeah. You know that that's not optimal for my well-being. That's actually a coping strategy for the pain I don't didn't know I existed. Mm -hmm. And do you I, feel like it's man it manifests it manifested in cancer, like in a literal sense, or do you feel like that was like almost like a symbolic of like oh, I wasn't paying attention enough, and maybe if I was like if I had been more healthy, maybe none of this I wouldn't even be here. Well, it just showed that there was definitely a lack of consciousness mm. and a lack of, uh, I call emotional integrity so, or even emotional literacy. So those were all being knocked on the door to say, hey, wait, 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 we got some work to do. You got shit in the closet that you got to take out, right? And take a look at. Mm -hmm. And so cancer was never expressed as the disease. Cancer is actually not even a disease. It's actually a survival mechanism of the, of the body. It's there to get you to wake up and take an honest look at yourself. So was your was your cancer seen as terminal? After the bone marrow transplant failed. Yeah. So Although you... my bone marrow transplant nurse whispered to me that the tumor markers indicated a 12-month survival. Mm. And so... They didn't say that. They said I had a 50-50 chance of living five years. Interesting. How many years ago was that? Uh, from the first day of diagnosis, it was 30 years, almost 29 years. But so, it was from the last time I had cancer. It's about uh, 2000, so 23 years. Wow. Wow. So do you feel like, so 23 years ago, it's, uh, that's longer than I've been here. Yeah. Um, so, and I definitely feel distant from like, let's just say my 10-year-old self. Do you feel distant from that guy that, that, you know, the final remission, do you feel distant from that? Or was it such a moment for you and such a big issue thing in your life that it still carries into today? So the, the attitude and the personality is still the same in some ways, but it's used for good. Yeah. It's used for life mm -hmm. rather than against life. Okay. I see what you're saying. So I guess the, I, I have have had family members that have had cancer. I think my my grandmother, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, Nana, uh, rest in peace. But she <laughs> she, uh, she 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 beat cancer like three times, uh -huh. um, and she never ended up dying to cancer. But like she beat like three times. And then um, I had an uncle who passed of cancer. I recently had someone on the podcast who had cancer when she was young, and now she's 21 years old. It's been like 10 years in remission. Um, so it's I've I've had a decent amount of experience with it yes. in my life, and yeah. I've seen wildly varying results at different ages to different effects. Like my nana was a chain smoker, yeah. so you know that made sense. But my friend Alex, who got cancer when she was twelve, you know, like what is she to do? Um, so there's just and there's different outcomes. Some survive, some pass, and so I feel like with that all in mind, and I know like you're like your idea being that it's something that is happening for you. You said like not happening to you against you um, with all those varying results. Like how can you feel like, do you feel like you can really put it under an umbrella of, of one, like it is happening for you or do you think to some people it actually is like just a randomness almost? 
I'm going to suggest that our perception can we we go into that diagnosis or something like with cancer specifically or any chronic degenerative disease. Mm -hmm. And we have the it's neutral. The experience is totally neutral until you put an ex, a belief or a perception on how you want to perceive it. Okay. It's the individual that can perceive it in a certain way. It's not, and, and if you don't choose your way of seeing it, then you're conditioned in by your upbringing and your society, your education, and the culture that you grew up in. It's programmed in. How would you say, I guess, in your case, how does like the mental battle uh, compare to the physical battle that you had? Well, the, you can't separate them. That's a good point. This is the this is where the problem is is that our our again we're programmed into see that they're different. Do you not feel as though they're different? They can't be. I, I explain that. I want to know. I'm interested. All right. So if you take an elite athlete and they put themselves through physical challenges, do you think it's a physical challenge or a mental challenge or both? Both, I guess. There you go. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You just answered my question. Yeah. But so what about, like, well, let's just use a different example then. Like, what if it's, uh, say, something is like, maybe not in the sense of fortitude, but is actually like a fully like a mental challenge. Like, if you're if you're sitting still, yeah, it's easier to do the other way. If you're sitting still and you're mm -hmm. really thinking of mm -hmm. like maybe you're contemplating like your mortality, maybe you're trying yeah. to who you yeah. are, yeah, um, that can be a real mental battle without you having to move a muscle. I know, but your body's still experiencing something. Like in your brain, you mean? No, well, in the brain, it could be in your big toe. Okay. Your body is going to give you a sense. It, you can't separate them. So there is a sensation happening somewhere in the body. Okay. All right. There's no question that something's happening. So what but what you're saying is, is, is relevant in terms of a, a, a concrete so-called mechanical view which is your beliefs and perceptions are the mental part, beliefs, perceptions, and feelings. That's sort of a, the mental attitude, right? Yeah. And then there's the physical of like, oh, can I, how do I deal with physically the surgery or the chemo or the needle going in my, my veins? Or how do I deal with, you know, the vomit that came about? That's a physical sensation, mm -hmm. right? And then again, it's what's my mental perspective or perception of what's happening. So yeah, I can see that my beliefs and feelings could be different from the physical body, like the bone structure, right? But I do know that your mental attitude, if you smile, your body it actually stimulates the immune system to function better. Yes, if you're frowning, it depresses the immune system. Mm -hmm. So there's no separation. Yeah. Do you feel like there's uh maybe not a separation, but there there can be different degrees in in a sense of uh I guess and not to divide them mentally and physically, but like maybe like your emotional challenge may not be equal to your physical challenge at that moment, or maybe your physical like maybe I'll, I'd be like running around playing basketball, doing a basketball practice, and you know it's like a very strenuous workout, but I know like mentally it's all gonna be okay, and maybe like so like while I am struggling, they are together and like, it's kind of like a pulley system. Yeah. It's not necessarily to the same degree all the time. 
Well, it depends on the challenge. So if you're if you're challenging That's, yourself within the scope of your skill ability, your ability, yeah. then your mental self is going to be a little quieter. But if you're in a challenge that's beyond your skill, your mental challenge is going to be a little bit greater than maybe the physical part. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? That makes because sense. Because your challenge is greater than your skill. So you have okay. to like really like, it's like, I guess, focus. It's a lot of focus. Yeah. So if someone's diagnosed with cancer, that's a challenge they don't have the skill for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so what happens is, is we don't have life skill training in our educational system to deal with obstacles in our lives. That's true. Very true. It's totally missing because I know that I went through 17 years of school and I, I, I had no idea who I was, or what I was in spirit, who I am in personality and character and what I love to do for the sake of doing it. So that's a bad investment. Yeah. Yeah. And 30 years later, nothing's really changed. So I feel, I feel like a lot of my, if I have had any learning in those areas, it is from, I guess, internal, like just, or, or even just like life things that have happened around me, my own internal like thought processes, what brought me to those, I guess, moments, not so much the education system whatsoever. Well, you know, congratulate yourself on being able to recognize that you want to do some reflection yeah. so that you can grow within yourself. But why isn't that in our educational system, right from breast milk all the way up till you graduate high school? Should be, definitely should be. It's the major part, right? Because mm -hmm. if you come into contact with cancer, well, if you show up and you say, hey, this is happening for me, I know there's something missing in my life and something in my life has to go if I want to learn to grow. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we're here to survive and grow. Mm -hmm. So and how to... how long did you, were you in that fight with cancer? Like how long, like when, when was the first day diagnosis versus... Last day. The um, actual process of cancer was sick, 1994 to the end of, well, May of 2000. And that's when I left the medical model. Mm, mm. So I went through, I, I wanted to answer that question. And I only knew that the medical model was going to buy me time to answer that question. So I went in it with, oh, okay, I'm going to use this as a tool so I can figure out my, this, this question that I was asked and put some pieces together. And so that six-year process after that, I actually wound up uh, leaving the medical model. And then I had to say, look, it, I'm going to live or die by my own terms, and I'm going to create a philosophy of life and love to follow. And that summer, I did that. And in five months, I got rid of the tumors. Wow. So do you feel like that's something that everybody can do? Or is that like just... Um it takes a certain person to do something like that. Well, what we're, what we're, you're asking is a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Yes and no. So yes, everyone can do it because they have to have their own why. Why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? And no, because your how is going to be different than anyone else. Like how you go about doing it yeah. is going to be different. But I think the why is the same or has similarities. Yeah. Right? Why I want to survive? Why I love life? Why I have four kids? Or why you know it's for love usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, love is usually the purpose, right? So when you have that why and it gets big enough, then your how follows. But everyone's how is going to be different, even if it's slightly different. It's still going to be different. Your attitudes are going to be different. Your beliefs are going to be different. Your approach to things are going to be different because your experience is going to be different. 
So it seems like for you, you draw off of the good that is around you and in your life. Like you said, love was like a good, was a driver for you to really, to, to, to I guess, overcome cancer. Do you feel like that is something that like you, that has prepared, you were prepared for going into it? Like you, you had a system like where love was, was like a driving force of energy for you that you just didn't know really was like the purpose until cancer. Like, did you feel like it is something that was important to you beforehand? I don't, I don't, prior to all that, I don't think I was aware of any of this. Mm. I, I was just running the, the, the script, the program from the American dream, you know, and living sort of vicariously through Hollywood or through, you know, whatever media I was programmed in to follow. Yeah. But I, I knew deep inside I was a kind human being. Yeah. But I wasn't kind all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know that there was places that I could have been more kind to my own body and mind, right? And treating the, the this as a holy temple, you know? So if God was going to come over to your home or your college suite, what would you do? Would you like spray paint it and take a shit on the floor you know what are you going to do are you going gonna, to like make everything neat and clean and god comes into your room i mean what are you going to do right probably spruce well, it up a little bit yeah spruce it up i might <laughs> i might put a little you know frankincense in there right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> i might roll down a, a a rose petal you know garden i don't know but you're not going to mess it up mm -hmm. well if you want god to enter your life and folks i don't mean god is a person place or thing God is just the essence of life force or the mystery of life, if you want to use that. So invite him in, invite her in, invite God in by taking care of your holy temple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In what ways do you feel like you, you now take care of your yourself and do you still find yourself having to fight off like the hedonistic part of you? Well, that's always a battle in some ways, but it's not something that I'm afraid to dip your toe in. It's just you don't lose yourself in it. Mm -hmm. I don't lose myself in it. Whereas before, if I had a cocktail, I wouldn't know how to stop. Yeah. Like I would just go until crash. Yeah. Yeah. But now I can dip my toe in and have one and stop. Mm. Do you think it's because of your you've added like I don't know what, what you do for your for your maybe physical fitness like your mental do you read like obviously you said that they're together so let me stop let me stop separating them for you uh, I don't know what it is that, <laughs> like what are some things that you've added to I guess like the good stuff that you've added since well I think self-knowledge is absolutely the best knowledge you can get right so it's knowing who you are and what what feels like is driving your purpose in life why are you here mm-hmm that's a very big part of it. And so my life has been shaped by my experiences to make a difference. So I want to make a difference in the world by obviously contributing to the eradication of chronic degenerative disease as part of the human experience. And um, I saw on your website that you said the, the seven elements of healing were a very key thing to for, for people to learn in order to maybe fight those types of fights or just achieve like a greater life in general. So you could say, life. yeah, it's more or less a framework because remember that's the American script. That's a framework that we live by. Yeah. But nobody questions it. Mm. Right. So 
I had the opportunity to question that whole script and actually that framework. And so Leonard Orr is the gentleman that actually wrote a book on the owner's manual on how to live essentially immortal. And what, do I, what does he mean by immortal? It means fearless, without fear of death. Like first you have to give up this fear of death, physical death and psychological death. And then you're free. So the external world can't touch that part of you, just like Nelson Mandela might have experienced in prison, breaking rocks. He mm -hmm. was not able to be touched. He was free, actually, in prison, which is a paradox, right? Yeah, yeah. He was more free in prison than he was outside of prison. So there are plenty of people that demonstrated that. And so that's the education that we're trying to forge for ourselves is how do we actually break down enough? And so Leonard Orr wrote the book, The Owner's Manual, and his whole message was about healing the traumas within, heal your traumas so you can live fearless and restore your relationship with the physical, the immortal self inside your body in this lifetime. Okay, now that's a lot. So people, yeah. you know, I don't expect everyone to go that deep. But in general, he ha he laid it out that the seven elements of healing are a relationship with the elements that we are made up of. And so I personalized it. So you've got the earth, water, and air, and fire. Now, those are four elements of nature. We, we can see those. you got the structural components of the earth, and you got the water flowing, and you got the air, and you got the, the sunlight, and you mm -hmm. got fire, right? So we know that we're part of that. Now, we need a relationship with that. Now, if... If you're 21 and you're looking at the relationship we have with the earth, how is the earth doing? It's you pretty know, messy. Could be better. <laughs> yeah. Just take a walk and you see all the trash on the side of the road. You know, we're putting stuff in landfills, you know, so we could be better, right? Mm -hmm. So that means we, we as individuals don't really have a good relationship with our own physical body, the earth element, which means our structure, the bones, Right, not only the bones, but the and mainly the digestive system. So the digestive system is the one of the major players in our well-being. Even your gut instincts relies on a healthy gut. Hmm. Otherwise, your gut instincts is going to be 50-50 at best. <laughs> you know? Well, my yeah. gut instinct says this. Well, yeah, well, you're gonna find out. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so the more your healthy gut is, the more you can trust those instincts. So a relationship with the digestive system and the digestive system is a direct relationship with the microbial world. Okay. So the germ theory, as much as it's upheld as being something that causes people to become sick, that's not true. It's the sickness in the person that causes the germs to arouse from hibernation to help heal you. Okay. Right. It's flipped. It's backwards. Remember, the American dream turned into the American nightmare. Everything's kind of backwards. So the germ theory is, is if you want to believe that germs cause illness, then you're disempowered. But if you think that germs are not, and we, are in, we need a symbiotic relationship with the germs because they've been here before us, viruses, parasites, bacteria, molds, fungus, they were here before us. And we are in an amalgamation of that, of the bacteria world. Mm -hmm. So they're not here to harm us. Nature's not here to harm us. Nature wants, wants us to live wild, natural, and free and to actually reach our true potential. So that's what nature wants. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
anything outside of that is trying to take you away from your natural process. So the earth element is a relationship with the microbial world for the digestive health and just the structure of your bones and muscles and stuff. The water element is the circulatory systems of the body. Look at the waterways. Look at the look at the water. It's full of plastic. It's full of hazardous waste. It's a mess. And so mm -hmm. we have to take a look at our own internal circulatory systems. And they're probably a mess as well. So that means the blood system, the lymphatic system, your cerebral spinal fluid. It means if you feel emotional, you need to let those tears go because that's toxic. If you hold them back, you got to let those go because that's a circulatory system. You got to let it go. And you got the air element. What are we doing to the skies and what are we pumping into the air? But then we look at our own self. It's the respiratory system. Our respiratory system needs to be functioning. And most people's breathing is well off. Okay. And so we need our breathing mechanism to get back online. And all the great saints, yogis, gurus, whoever, great grandmasters have always said the breath is the link between the mind and the body, the unseen and the seen. And I've done a conscious breath works for college kids. And it was absolutely awesome. Yeah. Down at Bridgeport College in uh, Connecticut. I feel a connection with uh, breathing specifically. Like it's, if you take a nice deep breath, you know, my dad always said, if you're, if you're, if you're stressed out or whatever, you have like a, a, like an obstacle ahead of you. Best thing to do is take three deep breaths. Not like, like really no. fully deep just slow all the way deep. in <laughs> all the way out three times and he's like and he's like well first tell me if you pass out but then also if you don't <laughs> then uh tell me how much clearer the world is and usually it's 95 percent of the time has helped me with whatever problems ahead of me so i definitely good i'll work with you on the 10 percent yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's still area for improvement um maybe that's the other elements that i gotta work on it's, we all need to work on that. And it's a very powerful element that people underestimate. And again, it's if you're feeling emotionally stressed, you can use the breath to change the physical reality. I mean, the emotional reality, excuse me. Mm -hmm. You know, so it goes two ways. That's why it's connected. But then you get the fire element, which is very interesting because that's the fire of transformation, totally. And that's the sunlight. It's sunlight. We need to actually... We need to live according to the sun cycle as best we can. We should be getting up at, at the sunrise and we should be settling in to go to bed at sunset. And that's the statement, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Hmm. Because you're in what's called the circadian rhythm of nature. And we are from nature. And anytime we transgress away from nature, we're going to pay the price physically and emotionally and mentally. And we're not going to see, achieve the success that we want. It will just be fantasy. Yeah. Or, we'll live, a... or we'll live vicariously through someone else and become either jealous, and, you know, envious and hatred, etc. That's very uh, documented too. the idea of waking up at the sunrise, going to sleep around sunset. Obviously, some people are just awake a little longer, but... Um, you know, it's just the idea of being in the sun as much as you possibly can yes. be without yeah. burning yourself, people. Yeah, you got to be smart. Yeah, is, you gotta... uh, always good for you. That that vitamin, those vitamins are key. It's more than a vitamin, though. It's well yeah. more. It's there's a whole 
slew of things that are happening. I mean, we're thinking vitamin D, but there's even way more things that are more powerful than just the vitamin D. Mm-hmm. It actually, when you get up and you get outside first thing in the morning, you're setting every single cell's biological clock to the rhythm of nature. Yeah. And the thing that interferes with it is artificial light. Yeah, like the screens. Yep. Phones, screens, light bulbs, any artificial light. Because I know if you try this, Dan, and you go home for a couple of days and you don't turn any lights on at all, no screens, like once the sun is starting to go down, no, you can't have any electricity on and see what happens. The body's going to say, I have nothing to do. I'm anxious. I just want to go to bed. Got to go. You got to wait because you want the next day to come. You want the sun sun to be up. I'm going to sleep this off. Yeah. 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 And don't. So anything that disrupts your fire element is really problematic all the way down through the other elements because it's the fire element affects the nervous system and the hormonal system directly. And that's your capacity to regenerate, rebuild and restore your body. Hmm. And that's why sleep is where you heal or rest, sleep and rest. So that's an important element. And then you go into the mind. We talked about that, right? So the mind is, um, for me, you just got to have your own ideas about what the mind is for you. But for me, it's there's three minds, the creative mind, the academic intellectual mind, which might include like memory and, you know, um, recall or whatever other aspects of knowledge that we gain. But then there's the emotional mind. And all three of those are powerful. The creative mind is really the imagination. The imagination is the most powerful. Now you can use your imagination for good and help humanity and uh, help everyone to flourish and thrive, or you can use it to be destructive. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's depends on if your heart is set on something and that's the next element. So that's your mindset is my mindset on being doing the noble thing and, and doing my best to be in integrity with protecting and preserving the goodness of life and the goodness of man moment to moment to moment. And that means it comes to the love element. Now, everyone should consider really meditating on what is your definition of love because we don't really have an understanding. Sometimes people think that lust is love, right? Some people I've worked with think pain is love because they grew up in such a painful environment. They thought that that's what love was, was to be Mm. in pain all the time crazy so when you start to actually give them love and nourishment and nurturing it's painful to experience that so love is the element of that makes it all worth it it's like i said it's the purpose for living and people are trying to find it in some certain places but for me is having a good relationship with my soul is the ultimate expression of love because that's what i'm sharing with the world is that relationship Or am I having a relationship with all my demons and I'm sharing that with the world? And, you know, spilling out gossip and hatred and violence and disrespect to everyone's opinions, you know, and feeling very, what is it, hypervigilant and easily offended. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, that's crazy. That's crazy stuff. So love is the purpose for living. And the last element is not really an element of nature, but it's an element that makes it all work. And that's rest. So you talked about some self-reflection time. Rest really involves stillness and silence, spending time in stillness and silence with your own soul, with your own self, with your own thoughts, 
So you can critically think and assess your own life and create the life you want to live and the person you want to be in the world. And there's also active rest. And so active rest is doing your activities, but using the least amount of effort for the maximum effect. You know, so that's Qigong. They want you to just move, move according to what you need to move. You don't need to waste energy on clenching a pen or squeezing a cup so tight, you know, or slamming cabinet doors or, you know, just use the least amount of effort for the maximum effect. And then there's sleep, which is a very big player yeah in terms of that and that's ultimately i think where college kids lose it or lose it the 21 year olds lose <laughs> it. They, they forget that right but let's yeah. let's face it though daniel if you are actually a professional player right now at 21 which is not uncommon every day is the super bowl and mm. so you're not going to stay up late and go partying right you want to perform i want to perform at my best tomorrow why because i want my teammates to perform at their best so why why not represent that yeah. So what do I need to do to perform at my best? And uh, if you have an element with, if you have a relationship with all the elements, that makes it easier. If you have a framework that you create, it makes it easier. Yeah. Do you feel like, so that's, that can be a big undertaking for someone to build that relationship, especially if it's all out of whack um, with everything, it can be difficult to build that relationship with all of these elements um, do you feel like there is like a starting point um, or like maybe some some preferred starting points to maybe put yourself on the right path that people should be taking or? What? Yeah, of course. Um, I think first it's taking stock and what do you want? Like, how do you want to live your life? Because then you set up your, your own sort of how you're going to live life based on what what you want to accomplish. Like, what do you want to see? Right. But mm -hmm. if you don't have that North Star for yourself, then it's going to be harder to uphold some of those other things. So if you want to be healthier and you have a vision for what that looks like or you have a goal for what that looks like, then it's easier to say, hey, maybe we got to now look at uh, mastering the fundamentals. Right. What are you eating? Are you moving? And how are you moving? What are you doing for movement? Are you breathing? What are you drinking? And how are you sleeping? Right? Those are the fundamentals. Yeah. And so really it's about is getting your life force up so that you can activate this thing we call a soul force. The soul force is, is using your life force for good or what's really important to you. Mm -hmm. So um, if, if you don't have those things, Dan, it's going to be harder. Yeah. I, I do think though, uh, that almost in line with something you said earlier about like the American dream, like the American script that has been written out for you. Um, something I definitely agree with with you. It's it's like it's almost laid out in front of you, but it's like a failing formula. It's something that doesn't necessarily work for everybody. It's not, and it's not really tying you with the things that matter. And like a lot of people will achieve that script and they yes. never feel like the happiness. So it's not yeah. really what it's doing. Some people it does, but that's just by chance. Right. Um, so well, some people when they write down what they want. Like I know I've I've had this issue in the past where like when I'm thinking what I want, I'm like, oh, I want a job that gives me money and then and then I'm right back in that cycle. Mm -hmm. So I guess also even before putting down what you want, how can you I guess associate like find the proper way to associate what is what like America, I guess, since it's here, wants from me versus what I want from me. Like what, what well, that's a great question. It's always finding it, you know, is there a problem in the world that that you can actually cultivate the solution for? Mm -hmm. Right. And that'll give you purpose and meaning. 
So if you see that there's a, a problem in the world that you see that um, you might be able to develop the skills and the character and the leadership to create the solution for, that's going to give you purpose and meaning. And that's a tremendous amount of soul force. But again, it comes back to you got to you got to have to manage your holy temple so that the, the energy is there. And we always come back to the fundamentals. You don't have to really have everything laid out because guess what? It's going to what when you're in action towards something, it, it's going to have to have room for change. It's going to because it's not going to take the shape of a perfect ideal, right? You can't really create that in your own mind. Lord knows 25 years ago, I didn't put like Dan O'Donnell and I are going to be doing a podcast, right? Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> so, and I'm going to be talking that about six time cancer survivor. It's that wasn't written down. So we have to be in action. And in action, we say, okay, this is what I want. I go after it. And then at the end of the day, you reflect, you say, hey, what went well today? Okay, what didn't go well? So what needs work? And what can I do better? Mm hmm. And then let 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 the flow of life almost help sculpture you too, rather than you have to always be like sculpturing and uh, holding your. You might even get tunnel vision a little bit if you're so stuck on your own path, but you're not open to what's coming up. Now I don't know if that made sense to some people, but really, it's just get out there and start exploring, exploring what in, what your interests are. And then do it with excellence. Do it as the best you can. Like go in, go all in, and really apply yourself to engage fully in what you're exploring mm -hmm. so that you can get the message back, whether this really feels like it's a right fit for you or you, you might need to pivot. So right now you find yourself, you know, you do podcasts. This isn't your first one, as you said. Uh, you've done podcasts. You you'll speak. You'll do. I guess what you would say you did breathing exercise. Like help breathing. Yeah, that's one of the tools in the toolboxes. I do yeah. lengthy conscious breathing sessions. So you do. Toolbox. You have many of these. Uh, I guess ventures that you're taking, and that's like you making the world better. What are some other ways that you're? spreading this message and spreading this, uh, I guess, just the, this connection that people should be having with themselves. There's only one way. You got to be the exemplar. Mm. You have to, you have to live it. And so you don't have to specifically spread it in any direct manner. It's just that when you walk into the gas station to hand the, 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 the clerk some money, you know that you appreciate that person for being there, that you're grateful. Thank you. And you're doing that with your own energy and the person that's in line or, the homeless guy's asking you for something and you just, you, you cut, you cut through the chase and you ask them for connection. Cause that's what they want. They don't want money. They want a connection. So money is a secondary thing, you know, or you see something that a piece of trash on the side of the road and you know, you go by and say, shit, I should pick that up. You know, you stop, you pick it up mm -hmm. and you, you disposal it properly. That's the exemplar. So there's no, real specific way everyone's going to have their own idiosyncratic way of expressing the goodness in them but can you do that everywhere you are moment to moment to moment right every day everywhere you are can you do that and the only way you're going to do that is if you slept well the night before <laughs> right <laughs> and you right. ate well and you didn't you know you mm. didn't go out and you didn't drink a, a pint of beer and a pizza with your buddies at 10 o'clock at night yeah you know because now you're running on hormones now Granted, young kids have a lot of hormones, so they, they think they can bounce back. But what you're doing is, is you're giving yourself either a punishment for your future self, or you can give yourself a gift for your future self. 
what would be that gift? Well, if I sleep now and I'm rested and I actually make the world a better place tomorrow, that's a gift to my future self and my future kids. But if I'm lackadaisical and I slip up, well, that's not a gift. That's a punishment in some ways to yourself mm -hmm. and to, to, you know, to the next person. Because why? You might, you might be not well rested and you spill a cup of coffee on your best friend's leg and it burns them. Mm. But you wouldn't have thought that it was because you didn't sleep last night. You would be thinking, oh, it just happened. No, it didn't happen. Yeah. You weren't in your best. You weren't at your best. Yeah. So those are small things. But other ways I do it is just one-on-one -on -one coaching is what I do. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, heroic performance, life coaching. So performance, it's just like this, Dan. If you get into, uh, if your car needs mechanical repair and you go to your mechanic, would you want that person at their best performing, their best mechanic? Ideally, yeah. You would, right? Yeah. How about a pilot flying? Definitely, ideally, yeah. Okay, sure. great. Be that person. Be a pilot. No, be the, <laughs> be the, be the person. Be be yeah. the person that someone says, hey, I'm coming to Dan to go out to, to lunch. Great. I want you to perform at your best. Be mm -hmm. present. Don't have your phone on. Connect. Yeah. Be be reliable and be be, and be, be, be reliable. Yeah. Do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. So people can trust you. Yeah. That's be a, a big be, thing. Perform, perform as a human being at your best. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's performing. Heroic performance. Life coaching. Life is what's your energy like? What's your work life like? If you're a student, that's your work. But you might also have work. And then what's your love? What's your relationships like? That's life. Yeah. Are you healthy? Are you wealthy? And are you loving? Mm -hmm. And it's going to take heroic courage because society set up the opposite to be make you a victim or a villain. Yeah. I, I was just going to bring up something that kind of falls under that. There's, I feel like a lot of times something will happen or like, you know, someone will like say like you're working at like a restaurant and like, you know, you get called in last minute, like, Hey, we need your help. And like, whatever. And they're like, Oh, this sucks. You know? And then like, you'll say to a friend, Oh, this sucks. Someone will say back to you. Oh, well life sucks. Yeah. You've heard, you've heard that. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you must just despise that saying. And I want to hear your thoughts on when people say, Oh, well life sucks. Well, I mean, it's it's an opportunity. If you hear that, or if I hear it, it's an opportunity to lean in, and yeah. and 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 not judge it, right? Because I've said it before. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, right? I said it a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we don't want to see them as the victim. I want to see them as the creator of their own reality, and that they can actually change. So you just say, "Well, that's interesting. Why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? Well, because." life sucks and so now you're in a, this little like the dog chasing the tail mm -hmm. and it's like yeah. but why are you choosing that viewpoint you know what's coming up for you you know and usually it is really underneath is what's the pain that's driving that negativity the pain usually in your your case that you gave me the boss calls you and says hey I, we need you to come in the, the pain right there is the inability to say no or the fear of saying no because they think they'll get fired. Yeah. Right? Yep. Or they'll let someone down. Mm -hmm. But internally, their body's saying, no, I don't want to go. I'm not ready. I just, uh, uh, no, I'm not prepared. 
I'm not going to be in my A game. I'm not going to be at my best. Right? And so the courage, the heroic courage is to answer what is true for you in the moment it's happening. Now, that's a practice and a skill. Saying no is hard for people, for sure. But it's a practice and a skill. Mm-hmm. Right. But the, but this, it's easier to say yes because it's comfortable and entering the pain is actually where you're going to grow. And so when someone says life sucks, then that it could be like, are you, do you need someone to talk to? You know, do you really need someone to talk to? Is that what's coming up for you? It seems like that's that's. We like can even the, say, do you have someone to talk to? Yeah, it seems like that's like the basic. It's not, but if you if you were to say something like that back to somebody, like, oh, like do you, like you all right? Like if if someone said uh, life sucks, they'll be like, oh no no no, like it's just like everyone says that like life sucks, like life just sucks, like they it's almost like that's part of the script. It is part of it. Way. That's true in their script, and the, and that's the environment they grew up in, right? They probably heard it as a kid. Yeah, and it got programmed in. So perhaps what what can happen is is if someone's saying, "Hey, life sucks," that's the way it is. Well, that's true in your reality, but you, you don't have to have it that way. You can actually craft it a different way. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, and and so that's the coaching and life skills that people. If they if they're if they're called to it, which many people aren't, they're not ready, right? Yeah, they're not ready. So you just you have to let them go, yeah. without and, judgment. Yeah, yeah. I know in a lot of young people, there's a. I don't know if I I definitely I mean my parents probably disagree. I don't think it was ever me, but I think there's like a rebellion built in to a lot of young people where like, you know, oh it's late, I want to stay up, you know, it's like against the against whatever is like a normal thing you want to do the opposite if school is what everyone's going to so school sucks you want you're supposed to go to bed at nine o'clock well let me stay up till four in the morning like you're not supposed to drink okay let's go drink it's like it's all just a rebellion but so, it's, it is in some ways and i think it's still um gaba mate writes about it in the myth of normal a book let me write that down the myth of normal yeah gotcha Gabamante. It's a very, it's a very in-depth look at what you're describing is what we've created as a normal culture. And it's far from normal. <laughs> the actual is opposite to that kids would not be rebellious if they got their dependency needs met and their emotional needs met at, at, at childhood and their, their physical needs met. Mm-hmm. But our culture doesn't do a great job at it. So I don't want to get into length about it, what Garba Mate says, but essentially that's that's born out of a culture in which they grew up in and that they picked it up, not by words, but by the exemplars around them showing what life is about. Okay, and so they heard all those messages. Remember, between the age of zero and three, you're in a hypnotic state and you take everything in. Every word is recorded in your body. Everything that you see is recorded in your body. 400 billion bits of information is recorded per second into the subconscious mind. You take it all in, the good and the bad, of course. Mm. And so the child can be wounded in the sense that my parents do not see me for who I am. They don't accept me for who I am. So I'm going to become who I am not. I'm going to rebel against that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And sometimes it goes the other way that the kid just becomes as the, the, the people pleaser. I'm just going to be pleasing everyone to be accepted because I don't feel accepted. Mm -hmm. A lot of times from um, like a negative situation from like a, from a broken house or whatever could happen. A lot of times like a very, like people that exceed greatness come from a lot of tough situations sometimes because it's like almost that resenting the bad and just like, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be that. I'll show you. Yeah. And like that, <laughs> and that I'll show you drives them to be yeah. millionaires and very successful and wealthy people. Again, not that that's necessarily. No, because sometimes happening. they fall out later in life where they, they don't know who they are, yeah. except once that greatness sort of fades off and they're no longer at the top of the throne, then they don't know really who they are. And they wind yeah. up going into drugs and drinking and they, you know, and a lot of them along the way, they're not the most kind human being to other people that are in sort of obstacles to their greatness. Hmm. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's such a, it's such a like deep drive within them to be that great example right. that, they, that they didn't have in a way. Um, but there are people that do it. The Bobby Orr's, you know, yep. the people that had uh, community charisma, they just represented a good human being and a good soul on the court or off the court, yep. wherever they were. LeBron were James is, is a great example. I right. Yep. Yeah. He's a good exactly. guy, you know, dad. Um, yeah. Like, I think he built built a school. Yeah. Just doing doing what he can, you know. Uh, and I feel like that's important to, for people to see because that wasn't always available as well. It's like you said a lot of times when like you when you build up like this like say it's like an athlete or a superstar or whatever movie star that you want to be it can turn into like this envy and like this this like negative thing but if you're looking up to like the correct people and to people that are really making an impact outside of themselves and also being very giving it will make you giving because you if you, if you want to be like that then yeah. you'll be that way too and if they're humble then you'll feel humble it's like you're just surrounding yourself with the aspects of life that you want to have. Yes. And that's, that's what we call who's your hero. Who's your real hero. Mm, mm. You know, do you have a hero? And those are the people we want to emulate in some ways, but we can have false gods. You yeah. Know, and they take us down the wrong path. And I think the media and celebrities and all that can be really misleading mm -hmm. in terms of down the wrong path. But in terms of what you're saying is you appreciate people that have a integrity to their character. Yes. Yes. And that's, sure. that's the heroic path. The hedonic path is the opposite way in many ways. Mm. You know, it's lying, cheating, lustful. It's like manipulative. It's victimizing. It's villain. So, but what you're saying for yourself, at least, and probably a good majority of your listening audience is, is they're actually saying, hey, what does it mean to be noble? I don't think I even have the upbringing that representative. So I don't really know. So I'm rebelling against that because I want to be a better person for the world. Right. That can, that, that's the one way it can manifest. You know, it's just uh, this world is such a different, this is what the one thing that makes it hard for having like a framework, like the seven elements or like, you know, a religion to go by or whatever you're like someone's thing may be. Um, it can be very difficult to present to people because there's everyone's world experience is just so vastly different than other people's uh, that it can be hard to like even communicate properly what the message is. I feel like we and you, we speak very similar languages. It's like 
when you're saying something, I understand what you're saying and it makes sense to me. So it'll be easier for me to maybe do some of these things and follow the seven elements, build my connections. Someone may just not understand it, like what, what it is that you're, that you're saying. They might think that it's like, oh, this is craziness, like whatever. Like It hasn't happened. Really? That's the beauty of the elements. Really? Because it all makes sense to everybody because it's nature. And it's like, it's, it's, so, it's, it's right not telling here. you how to live. It's telling you what you are. Right. Right. Well, do, I, I assume there's got to be some people that just are like, uh, yeah, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Well, that's their choice. <laughs> they can, <laughs> they, they, of course, they're right. going to say that, you know, it's right. like, no, this is my model. Like, I'm going to drink on Friday and Saturday nights and I'm not going to give up my beer and I'm not going to. And like, that's cool. But just know you're creating your reality down the road. Mm hmm. You know, and that's cool. Move yeah. on. Do you settle in any sense in any of these connections or do you really do everything in all these areas to like, is perfection like what you're striving for, I guess? is like a Well, perfection is a strong word. I think people, you can't hit perfection, right? right. You can aim for it, but mm -hmm. I think we all have ideals to aim for knowing that we're not going to hit them. Yep. Okay. And so you do the best you can on any given day because I'm human and I wake up differently every day. And life throws at you certain things that you didn't plan on. So you have to be flexible, but you have to have a structure. So in the morning, I have a structured way of waking up. I do a cold shower, I hydrate, I do some yoga techniques, I do some functional movement techniques. So I have things in place and I have a dietary principle that I nail 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. 85% of the time, 90%, whatever. Mm -hmm. My sleep is really important. So I try to be consistent with that. 7.30, 8 o'clock, you know, 6.30, 7 o'clock, I'm starting to do my PM shutdown. So I can get my eight, eight or nine hours of sleep. That means 10 hours in bed for me because I'm not that efficient. But as the summer comes, I get more, I get less. I don't need as much. I might get seven to eight hours. So that means I'm in bed for eight hours. Yeah, yeah. There's more sunlight, right? And water, I go and I go down the street to the the spring that's coming right out of the mountain, then I get my water. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And all I, you know, the other day I just got four turkey eggs and two goose eggs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, and I know the farm. Oh. I know a lot of the where the food comes from in the farm, yeah. and I have my own principles. Um, air element. I did my breath work this morning. At 4.30, I was waking up. So I did some conscious breathing. And, you know, the fire element, sunshine. So, you know, got to get out there sometime today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you and got then, those nice windows. So Yeah, right. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's different when you get out there, though. Yeah, and then, and then I have a coaching session. I have coaching sessions. I'm doing the podcast. So that's my work element. I'm a heroic coach and a, a wise age. So those are that I'm filling those roles throughout the day from my mind. I'm creating a... Um, eight week program for my niece is going to go on a journey about heroic life coaching, heroic oh, wow. life coaching. So she's going wow. to go with me and she's going to do the, the um, eight week program. That's awesome. That's really cool. And, and so, yeah, she's, she's a Spartan. Me and her did a Spartan race last December. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. She's 23. Wow. She's your age. She's in your group. Incredible. 24. Yeah. Wow. And so she's full on. And then, um, so my days are filled 
with the elements, whether I like isolate, like say this is the element I'm working on in any particular case, it's not true. Uh, and then you just gotta, uh, you, you gotta tune your instrument up every day, right? If you're yes. gonna be a musician, you wanna tune it up before you perform. Yep. Everyone's gonna do that. So your instrument is your body and your mind. So if you're gonna wake up and you're gonna perform as a as a um, a great human being, a good soul, you wanna tune up the instrument and then you wanna tune in to what's important to you. Like what's really important today. You know, and when you do that, you can't have a bad day. Life can't suck. Yeah. Even if something so-called bad happens, you use it as an obstacle to grow by because you're still you feel good. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. like, oh, I can take this on. So for you, I feel like you you've done a lot of um like obviously you've had like over 23 years of working, or maybe more than that. If, from the first day it's like oh 25 plus years working towards these connections and building these connections exactly. um do you feel like oh i guess a better question is what are your goals today going forward like where, what is what are the ideals you're striving for now 25 years into this so that's a great question i think right now there's two things one i could die knowing i succeeded that's awesome that's ideal. Like I already succeeded because I overcame a major obstacle that no one really ever gets to do. Yeah. And the life lessons and the growth that I had as a human being in that process is success. So I think now the next success is how do I bring that to more people? Mm -hmm. Like how do I serve humanity with that experience and with that knowledge and with that wisdom? That will be the next success. So by just being with you today and listening and, and talking and discussing these very important topics, especially for the youth, the people yeah. that are going to run the world. Yeah. You guys get to shape the world. Um, reaching out to you guys, you know, reaching out to anybody that I can and then working directly with individuals. Now, that's a loose goal, right? So the bigger goal, of course, is a, how can I make a difference in someone's life? Um, essentially, I wake up and I'm like, first of all, how can I make my, my life healthier, wealthier, and more loving today than I was yesterday? Mm -hmm. it's a pretty simple principle. If you ask that question, how can I be healthier today? What do I need to do to be more creative and bring that into the world today? Or who can I serve today? Right. And then love. It's like any interaction I have today, can I befriend that person? Yeah. Can I just see them as a friend or a lost friend or a lost aunt or a lost uncle or someone? Mm -hmm. And so this, then the next thing is how do I coach people to do that for themselves? Because yeah. look at the, the best, the most greatest experience in life is doing what you didn't think you could do and doing it. And I've already done that in many ways. Yeah. But now That's the second greatest feeling for me personally yeah. is helping someone else do what they didn't think they could do. Yeah. Because yeah. you need a mentor, you need a coach, you need a community of support to make it happen. So, you know, this year I'm doing a whole rebranding on my website and uh, we're that's the goal this year is what I call the year of the upgrade. The year of the upgrade. Year of the upgrade. So upgrade, upgrade your health, upgrade your environment, make it beautiful, put some art like I have back here. Yeah. Put some art up, you know. Love art. Love art. Yeah. 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 You know, make your space beautiful in, in any way you can. Upgrade. Upgrade your clothes. Upgrade your your reading material. Upgrade your community. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. upgrade. So I'm upgrading my my work area, which is the um 
heroic performance life coaching. And so that's going to be branded by June. I think we'll get it all done. So, and then I, I keep learning, baby. Just, you got to keep learning. Got to keep learning. I'm yeah. a, I'm a life learner. I love to learn. And that's why another reason why I think I, I love to do this podcast. Um, I guess two more things. Um, I want to ask you one more question and then I'm going to let you just say a couple things, I, I guess on like where people can find you and all that. So don't, don't think this is uh the, the end end, but my last question to you is, so I, my viewers are around my age, 21, some are like, I guess as low as 16, some can be like 25, I guess I got some 30 plus in there too, but mostly around the age of 21. So what is, I know it's hard to pick one, but it might not be the most important thing, but what is an important thing that you want to spread to us, us 21-ish year olds? Wow, that's a great question. So I think one of the things that's probably going to be the most painful is you're 100% responsible for your life. Yeah. Always comes back to that. And I don't mean that you, it's not a co-creative process though. It still is a co-creative process. Okay. Cause we're co-creating today. Yep. But I'm a hundred percent responsible for how I show up. Right. And so everybody listening, you guys are a hundred percent responsible for how you're going to show up in the game of life. So that's the best thing I can suggest. That's and if best. you're really stuck with that, if you're really stuck with that, reach out. If you're in doubt, if you're in trouble, the most powerful thing you can do is ask for help or ask for guidance or ask for mentorship or something. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. You are responsible and invest in yourself. Yeah. Hey, I might have to write those down. I, I'm gonna when I, when I go back through and I and I'm editing all of it and putting, <laughs> making it look pretty, I'm gonna write those down and I'm gonna put them on my wall. Maybe I'll do that so I can wake up every morning, invest in myself and know that I'm responsible. Yeah, um, me, me and my niece laugh about it because I say, if you're spending money to invest in yourself, it's the best money spent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Um, So I guess another one last thing, just can you tell everybody who's still listening, honestly, if you're still listening, also clap it for you. Yeah, right, way to uh, go. Good job, Thanks good for job. The journey. Thank yeah. you. And uh, But where can people find your work and uh, what, will you, what are you looking to do going forward? Whatever. What is, so, what is something uh, you should say? I think what they should do is go to my website, danhegerich.com. That's danhegerich, H-E-G-E-R-I-C-H.com. Mm -hmm. And you can go in there. You can see the, the, the so-called information about me. And remember, that's going to be upgraded, like oh, totally overhauled. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I uh, if you, if you remember, uh, in June, send it to me, and I'll, I'll put, try. I'll, yeah, I'll that's great. It back that's, up. If that's you can so remember good. that, I'll send I'd you the to, upgrade. Yeah, I want to see the upgrades, and I want to forget about it either. So I'll nice. try to keep in mind too. I'll send try to remember upgrade. as well. Uh, okay, I got it on the. I got it on the. I got it on the piece of paper right here. So yeah. the um, the next place, of course, I have a, a Facebook page, Dan Hegerich, Heroic Performance Life Coaching. You can yeah. check that out on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And that's a business page that we just created, but that's going to also be uphill. Everything's going to be up, uh, upgraded. And you can follow that. And I do have a podcast, Do The Cure. Do The Cure. The acronym C-U-R-E. It's an acronym. So Do The Cure. It's on all the major podcasts. And it, um, it, the whole idea is that that's going to grow as I revamp myself this year. Yes, yes. Okay, Part of the so I, I'm, I'm not doing a lot of podcasts, but I'm right now because I want to revamp it first. Yep. And yep. then we'll grow into it. 
and lastly, if anybody wants a, a 15 minute discovery call, give me, you know, shoot me an email at yeah. danhegerich at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, All right. Just shoot me an email. We'll do a 15 minute discovery call. I want to just lean into what's going on inside you and, and let's see if we could just set you straight a little bit. He's very easy to contact folks. It's a, he, he answers very fast. He's, he's, he's a timely guy. So it all, <laughs> it's a, just when I'm tuned up away. and tuned in. Yeah. When he's tuned up and tuned in, when he's upgraded, it's going to be even better too. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you very much for, for doing this with me. I, I had a great time. I think I learned a lot more today than I have in any of my podcasts. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for coming on today. Absolutely. Dan. It's been a pleasure. And I love, I love, personally i love hanging out with the youth uh, that are consciously evolving i'm trying my best trying my best yeah and i think my audience is too so awesome um thank you very much and uh everybody that watched thank you too and uh goodbye have a good day